Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Out of the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, time for Behind the Gates here on Racing HQ. The fun part of the morning. We get the serious stuff out of the way early on and now time to have a little bit of a, a little bit of fun. And the regular crew's back. Darren Flindell's on track for us at Darren. Um, at Rose Hill. Good morning to you, Darren. Yeah, good morning, uh, Anthony. Who can believe it? We just turned the calendar over to the 1st of July, and yet again, we're racing on a good four track in Sydney in the guts mm. of the winter. It's quite incredible. Darren, I've got a text come through from uh, Wiley Old Dog. How do we expect uh, Rose Hill to play today? Up and in again. Well, you're there on track. What are your thoughts? Well, generally, when we're on a, a dry track, a good four, I, I'd like to just stick to that pattern because generally that's the way it is. Um, I'll certainly watch the, the early races with interest, but I've tried to avoid our horses I know will be getting back to last uh, from bad draws. Yeah, so um, yeah, with these with these dry, it was a, a soft five on Thursday and then Friday, and then they changed it to a good four late yesterday afternoon. But typically, when we're on the good tracks here, you, you don't want to be giving away too big a start, unless, of course, you, you know they're going to go mad up front. Mm. Shano Cass, the mailman, how do you think Rose Hill's going to play? Well, I, look, Darren pretty much called it the way it was two weeks ago at Rose Hill. It was very hard to make ground uh, on the good four. It was pretty much close in and um, close enough to the leaders. I, I haven't done the form that way. I mean, maybe I'm silly, but I, I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to do it normally and hope that the track plays fair uh, because, look, I've, I've got a few backmarkers uh, on top today uh, and they're big prices too. So I'm just hoping that it does it, that it does play okay. I mean, so look, it's better than a heavy 10. So yep. um, let's, let's just see what happens. All right, guys, let's get straight into it. Hurls is with us as well. He'll talk us through um, some markets. And as I said to our listeners, if you'd like to um, ask either Darren or Shane about a particular horse, 0419-767-272. And the texts are, are coming through thick and fast. Got a text come through here from Popeye wanting to know about uh, Vienna Princess in race number eight. Hello, boys. Happy Saturday. I'm super keen on Vienna Princess in race eight. Do you guys think barrier number one is a help or a hindrance? I would have thought it was a big help. But, Hurls, firstly to you, money for Vienna Princess, and then we'll start with Darren and get Shane's thoughts. Can we talk about South first before we get into this? Oh, you want to talk about South? Yeah. Well, outstanding win last night. Did you see the conditions? It's absolutely bucketing down. <laughs> anyway, they, uh, they got back into the winner's circle last night, so... It always makes me wake up a little bit brighter. How come it only on took a... you an hour and a half to mention that? You've been on air since 9.30. You've only mentioned it now. Well, we did the serious stuff earlier. Yeah, fair so, point. I was expecting yeah. a bit of glory, glory to kick off the, the show today. <laughs> no, I was singing it last night on the way home from the bowling club. I can assure you of that. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're, we're back. Uh, Vienna Princess, really well back. 360 into 310. It was around about 350 when we did the preview earlier. Um that race is a pretty competitive betting race, actually, because they've backed a couple. Attractable six fifty into four dollars fifty. The uh, Zuka went up uh, seventeen dollars. About Mahagoni, it went up seventy one dollars. So it's a pretty competitive betting race, even allowing for those deductions. Uh, what Kibu or Kibu uh, thirty six by nineteen, two by two. Ida Robusto three by three, and King of the Castle. And it's one of the more competitive betting races on the card. 
Yeah, she's got to be a good chance in this. Certainly lots of money for her now with the scratching of Kabu uh, this morning and she was able to round them up from back in the field uh, running down that tearaway leader either or uh, last time out. I thought Bazooka might have a bit of a chance here being a, a benchmark 88 race. Just looking at a lot of the, the runners here that have been going around in the, in the 78 uh, races in the lead up but Bazooka has consistently been in this grade and just consistently runs well and he's got a draw there I thought he could just slip up the inside and come with that uh, late finish that he can do uh, Bazooka so I've gone uh, gone his way and Super Pursuit uh, is the other interesting one here second up cracking run uh, first up in fact most of his runs have been cracking efforts and maybe now that um, in the same colours Super Strike broke through for a long overdue win after 888 days between wins at Ramwick last week Super Pursuit stats are 597 days but I'll get the feeling he's he's knocking on the door that one so they're the two that I'm focusing in on at, uh, at reasonable odds in this race Shane what did you think? Well, look, I've got, I've got her on top just for the fact that she's come back so well. She's a stakes winner as a three-year-old. I thought she was well-weighted at 54.5, even though she was going up to a different sort of class of benchmark. But my only little worry is perhaps we've lost the pacemaker now with um, Taboo not running. Um, I'm not a great speed mapper, but there doesn't look to be a whole lot of speed in the race, a whole lot of pace there. But, look, she's, she's good enough. She's got to turn a foot probably as good as anything in the race, maybe a little bit better. And with that weight pull, you know, as long as she can get into the clear um, because you know I think barrier one is a little bit of a problem maybe uh, then I, I reckon her superior finish will probably do the job for her Alright so there's the thoughts yeah, on this pace now that is a, an interesting thing no Kaboo it looks like a tractable number three is just obliged to go forward and make the running now and, and possibly Zoo Shack but yeah, it really looks like it's going to be a very steady tempo now. Darren, your little dog Jack's going to start getting jealous of Bazooka. You're as loyal as the family <laughs> pet. You've tipped it the last couple of weeks in a row and you're going back to the well again. Um, have I been tipping Bazooka? Or you wasn't, tipped it uh, last week at good odds. I'm sure you did. Oh, okay. was unlucky. Um, yeah, I wasn't aware I was building up a bit of a, a trend there. It was, it was just when it, when it first came out, I thought, do I want to be with Kaboo or do I want to be against it? And then I was against it, then I talked myself into it. And I was relieved when it was scratched this morning. I thought, at least I don't have that to worry about anymore. Yeah. And uh, Bazooka got the upgrade there, so I'm... I'm Quite happy to go with Bazooka and Super Pursuit. They're both reasonable prices. Fair enough. There was a text there from Nick from Newcastle as well wanting to ask about Super Pursuit, so I'm, I'm sure Darren's answered your question there. Uh, let's move on. We've got another uh, text come through from one of our listeners to uh, ask about race number one, particularly to you, Darren. We'll get to you in a moment. But can you ask Darren what he likes about Emor Victorious, because I know you've tipped this on top, in the first over a much shorter trip and what seems hmm. like much classier opponents. Did the trial show you something? Cheers, Stu. Darren? Yeah, Stu, I like the trial. Jumped to the front, was pushed along, and he just kept on going. Uh, they've shown no signs of stopping there in that trial. And I went back, uh, of course, he closed his account winning a, a, a maiden over a mile at Ramwick on Boxing Day. Then I went back and had another look at his run at Hawkesbury prior to that when he led up, and he was just out bobbed by Watch the Clock. Mm. Watch the Clock That's is the horse form. that beat um, um, Hawaii Five O mm. recently, and now they've they've gone and it's been sold to Hong Kong. It's been uh, yeah. taken uh, up there. So I thought, yeah, I thought that's probably 
better now than it it seemed on the day when Amore Victorious was just touched off by Watch the Clock. Yeah, it was a combination of the trial, what it's done so far, and uh, I think it'll lead. Now that Master Showman's out, I think Amore Victorious has a genuine chance of making the running, and he'll be pretty strong there at the end of the 1300. Mm. Any money for it, Hurls? Emma Victorious? No, not really. It's $8.50. It's been a pretty competitive betting oh, race, actually. That's a bit deflating. Um, yeah, <laughs> $8.50 or $9.50. It's a bigger price now after scratchings. Mm. Yeah, it's solid. Two sixty. the favourite plundering, was taking a lot of money on Charlton Lane, but the boys are dangling the carrot there because it's three thirty out to three sixty. but it holds more money than plundering. What did you like in the first then, Shane? I like Powerful Peg, uh, the Chris Lee's uh, horse. Um, I was looking at her form yesterday. She's only... Her, her worst run, in, in inverted commas, was her first up run. She ran sixth at uh, Warwick Farm in a midweek race, but she was really closing in fast uh, late down the outside. So you'd expect with that sort of natural improvement uh, that she's going to be more than competitive, particularly that she's only got 57 now. I mean, they're claiming one and a half with Dylan Gibbons, and the horse that I thought she would have the most trouble beating is plundering. They didn't claim on him, and he's got 61. So, uh, look, as consistent as he is, uh, I don't know if there's a four-kilo spread between his ability and hers. So, yeah, I've, I've got her on top, and um, <clears throat> and I think, obviously, the big watch is this Irish horse, Chalton Lane. I mean, how, how would you know? But he's uh, he struck a pretty winnable race, if, he, if he's any good. Mm. Yeah, it looks like... yeah, when you look at the... Um, I think the boys are showing it on form line the other night, the, the video of the maiden win at Newbury of a Chalton Lane, and it just absolutely toyed with its uh, rivals. There was completely different class. That was on mm. the synthetic surface, and the way the money's coming for it, that's a pretty good lead, you'd have to say. Mm. One good thing there about is. today, um, yeah, Dylan's on uh, Powerful Peg. I think it puts a bit of spice into the program. Dylan's just back from suspension. Uh, Zach's been back uh, for a week. Zach's two behind Dylan Gibbons in this apprentice's title. So now the two have got a month to just sit down and slog it out. I think there's going to be some good battles between the pair over the next few weeks. It's going to be a very exciting last month for sure at the, the back end of the season. Let's push on, guys. Got a couple of texts coming through here. Uh, here's one. Uh, hi, guys. Could you please get Darren to confirm that race four, number 13, is indeed named after Anthony. Oh, this is a. This is a carve-up. Uh, <laughs> well, well, the horse's name's Smart. No, well, the horse's name's Smart Legend. I think he's giving me a rap. Before I read the horse's name, I thought he was. I thought he was uh, carving me up, but he's actually giving me a rap. Good on you. Uh, who is that, um, Lou? Good on you, Lou Sass. Thanks for thanks for listening to the show. Let's push on. Uh, another text coming through regarding race eight. Hi guys, can I get your thoughts on Pakiro race eight at Rose Hill? Brad from Newcastle. Any money for it, Hurls? Uh, firstly, race eight. The big tick is Danny Beasley's on board, but it's been very easy. It's seven fifty out to ten dollars. Mm. Did we look yeah, at race I guess eight? It was thirty one when it beat them. Mm. What mm. do we uh, What do we think there, Darren? Um, oh, I don't know. I thought, where did that win come from? Yeah, well, we've already looked Destroyed at race eight anyway. Destroyed everyone's quaddy. Yeah, it upset everyone's day. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's move on. We've already looked at race eight. <laughs> anyway. The guy sort of didn't give it too much of a push there for for that listener. So we'll push on. We did have a uh, we did have a, a text come through about was it the midway? Yeah, so am I. Someone wanting to know about so am I in the midway. So let's go back and have a look at that one. That's race uh, race four hurls, horse number two. Any money for it? And I'll track down that text. 
Well, we went up eight fifty for it. It's been five dollars to five fifty today, so it's relatively solid. Yeah. Okay, Darren, your thoughts in the midway. Yeah, a little bit like the bazooka case. I'm probably being way too loyal to so am I because I keep getting my fingers burnt, but then I find reasons to think, oh, well, it probably wasn't all its fault there. Uh, it's come up with what I con- consider to be a pretty good gate. The booking of Zach Lloyd's a big plus, so I was leaning towards uh, so am I as a, another chance. I'd have to say Cream Rises hasn't really done a great deal in the, in recent times, but boy, those blinkers going on at Kembla last time, it was just a different horse. Mm. Just travelled up to them early in the straight like it was a winner and uh, it went on with the job. So I do respect Cream Rises the way he reacted to the addition of blinkers last time. Mm. He may well go back to back and smart legend who was discussed earlier, he was very tough in uh, victory there at Kembla. That was a real dogfight there at the end, but he showed plenty of grit uh, to win it. Not really a deep race uh, today. Miss Fabergé, uh, now that Miss Fabergé's got in, I certainly rate her uh, from the low draw, just getting the rails runs into it. But, yeah, one more go at so am I. Mm. Cream rises, I noticed, on a quick backup as well. Only one during the week. That's always a good sign from a mm. from a punning perspective. Uh, Shane, what are your thoughts there in the uh, fourth and so am I in particular? Yeah, look, uh, so am I, obviously. He's a lot like his stablemate, Broken Arrows. I mean, you always want to be on him because he's the eye catch in every race, but he just <laughs> never seems to get there. It's not really his fault. I mean, sometimes it's track bias. Sometimes he just leaves it a little bit too late. But, look, he'll get there one day. Um, I'm keen on Donetta, um, one of Damien Lane's from Wyong. Uh, look, she was pretty unlucky not to run second in a midway two starts back to uh, Sweet Mercy. Uh, last start, I'm, I'm still saying that track was hard to make ground. She was a long way back, came down the outside, was probably finishing off as good as anything. Um, so a tenth is not really fair. Uh, go back uh, last prep, she ran second in the Midway uh, Championship at uh, Hawkesbury to Fearson. So she's got good form, and I just think she needs a good a good ride, uh, good pace, obviously. And um, my man Jason Collider, I, I don't think there's anyone that you'd want in that race to get the timing better than he, he will. So yeah, I think she can win. And one other I should mention is Forecaster, um, the, the horse of Paul Perry's. Look, it's third up today, up to a little bit more distance. Uh, I think it's been finishing off okay. Uh, I think it's, if it's going to win this campaign or run well, I'm, I'm sure it'll be today. Alright, let's let's um, let's move on guys. We've got a text coming through regarding, a couple of texts actually regarding race number 7. This is the Faulkner Park race, so we're really keen to get your thoughts here, Darren and, and Shane. Hi lads, happy Saturday, great show, keep up the good work. Uh, my best mate has an interest in mostly cloudy and they're very confident and can run well despite the impost. Any thoughts? Vernon from Dubbo. Uh, Darren? Yeah, I've got to say I do respect it a lot looking at the Mornington run. It was only just warming up when it was all over. That was the at the end of 2,000 metres. It's got the... Um the two-mile profile from the UK, where it's won on several occasions. Yeah, great chance. This race is probably the, the highlight in many respects. I've stuck with Faulkner Park just because he was sort of held up and had to wait a while before he got the clear running last time before drawing clear to win that benchmark 78, beating Miracle Spin and Naval College, who he meets again today. But I just thought it was very cosy at the end, uh, that last to 50 metres, and I just think a horse like Faulkner Park, there's still... Uh, 
plenty to um, to move with in the ratings. He goes into this off a mark of 81. So I've got Faulkner Park on top of the two that he beat last time, but then mostly Cloudy in. But I know uh, Shane's been making a pretty good case here for just a Jedi uh, that's going off at a good price. So you've certainly thrown another angle, uh, a form into this race, Shane. Yeah, well, I've been talking to Gerald Ryan a bit about Just a Jedi from the start of the campaign because I like the horse, and and he well, he he was saying before the horse had its first start that he was going well because obviously he was trialing well, and he was building up, building up, and Gerald was dead keen to get him into a 2400 meter race and actually thought he might win last start over the, the 21 but look he got too far back that's what the horse does of course and that was at Warwick Farm he was closing off really well I think it was a bit of a leader dominated race but look it is D-Day today everything is lined up for him 2400 at home it's not a huge field he hasn't got a whole lot of weight he's got a good jockey and I think he'll race a little bit closer I, I just don't think you have to pass all of them mm. I, I wouldn't imagine that would be their plan so if he can be within say six or seven of the leaders into the home straight and it is a fair track I, I reckon he can get over the top of them but look I do respect Faulkner Park I'll, I'll be so interested to see what he does today if he can win again because he's got some desire and, and I'm with you Darren I thought he did it pretty easily at the end uh, last night he, he just wanted to get that gap he went through it and then he clocked off so um, he's a pretty fair horse Hurls just with Faulkner Park I'll be interested to see what the betting does here he's been very steady this morning he's only sort of We've pretty much held that quote, hasn't he? 260. I had Vince Accardi on from Daily Sectionals yesterday on Racing HQ. He suggested that the current price, and this was yesterday, uh, before a couple of scratchings, uh, he, he thought the current price at around that 260, 270 quote was overs and that this horse has got the scope to go much better than uh, what he did last start in terms of figures and he should start with a one uh, with a one in front of his name, so a dollar something. Uh, what wow. what are we thinking money wise? Like what's what's happening money wise with him? Yeah, it holds the most amount of money in the race. Clearly, probably you know about eighty uh, percent of the cash invested on the race. Uh, you know, there's no way I'd suggest that it starts in the red. Mm. Um, yeah, two fifty bottomed out at two thirty. Now getting the best price. Bet all day at two dollars sixty. You might get a three in in front of it, but it's yeah. just a matter of you know, like we say, we take them on. But if we've just got too much money invested, there's, there's not a great deal you know you can do. You can only push them out so far. So United's been best back today. It's nine dollars into five dollars. Mm, I sort of thought he might, he might drift because there was very little between those mm. three across the line and. You know, when you're framing a market and there's three horses that go across the line together, you you could sort of almost mark them similar prices, and the market didn't necessarily suggest that. But anyway, we'll see what happens. I'll have Tim Ryan on the show after 11 as well from uh, the tab with his Trading Places segment. Darren, just one more for you before we move on. Morning, gents. Thoughts on Naval College? I know you, you touched on it briefly, but more importantly, uh, go the Tigers tonight. Um, and Darren, what are your thoughts on the Brooks news throughout the week? Cheers, Keps. Uh, yeah, so thanks for all of that. Well, uh, yeah, good luck to Luke. I think most uh, Tigers fans uh, wish him wish him all the best. Uh, he's probably going to have a better future over there. I just hope that the Tigers have got some type of succession plan. Uh, what are we going to do? Uh, as in regards to tonight, I see the Cowboys are into about a dollar fourteen uh, to bet us. How things can change in five weeks. I remember mm. doing the dash from yeah, here to Leichhardt when they won by sixty. 66 to 18. <laughs> Greatest night ever at Leichhardt. And here we are. Um, 
the, the team we tailed up there are the dollar fourteen favourites to win tonight. Mm. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Um, Naval College, I say United is probably going to lead here uh, from gate two, and Naval College, I think, will probably take leaders back. So it's going to get a very soft run uh, all of the way through again. Naval College. All right, guys, let's move on. Uh, morning, guys. Keen to get your thoughts on Wave Rider Boy, race six, horse number four. Um, firstly to uh, firstly to you, Hurls. Any money for Wave Rider Boy? Yeah, it was a dual acceptor. It's been five fifty to six dollars today. That's uh, a pretty competitive betting race. Hydra Boy is the favourite at three ten, uh, three fifty. I beg your pardon. A little bit of support for deep expectation there. In fact, that support has been sustained right throughout the week. Um, well, actually, it's it's dollar wise as opposed to uh, the market because it's actually drifted nine to eleven. Okay, Darren, thoughts race six, particularly this interest. This uh, listener was interested in Wave Rider Boy. I've got him on top. I really like that first up run uh, behind Brudenal. Brudenal was up on the speed dominating and Wave Rider Boy came from the second half of the field and got really, really closer at the end. I also like Tintuki's uh, performance mm. out of that same race, but they're both sort of running on. But I decided they're the two that I was going to, to focus on. Uh, Hi Dubai. She, um, I didn't like her trial at all uh, before she resumed at Kensington and she was a short well, shortish uh, price favourite for most of the day. And then the last uh, five minutes or so, the massive drift started. She got right out and SP'd at 480. And she almost got there. She was in a brave chase with Bubba's Bay and just fell short with a lot of weight uh, to carry. And uh, here today, she's just got the 54. So she's down five and a half kilos high Dubai. And I know when she did win a maiden at Canterbury, she pinged out from a wide draw and led all the way. So we know she can make good of a, a low draw. Oh, I don't know. This is, this is a complicated race. Wave Rider Boy, Tintuki, their last performances were great. I think High Dubai ran really well. And they're the three that I'm focused on. All right. And Shane, um, Wave Rider Boy, and there's a, a listener, Brew from Gerringong, wants your thoughts on Bubba's Bay. Yeah, uh, just for a uh, Wave Rider Boy, I'm with Darren. It was a, a real eye-catcher there first up in, in what I think might be the sort of form race to work out this one, the instructive race, if, if you like. But the form around this Wave Rider Boy at Rose Hill is very good. I was just looking third to uh, Troach and Opal Ridge one day and then fourth to Manzois, beating about a neck. So goes pretty well at home. Um, I'm personally with uh, a Vegas Raider, uh, a horse that is going to get back. Uh, there's no doubt about that. So I'm just putting all the eggs into the track being fair basket. Um, I thought it ran very well first up in that race that we've, we've all been talking about. Uh, Barrier 10, uh, look, as I say, it's going to have to go a long way back now, but we've got collared on. I, I remember it winning at Scone on debut. It won that English two-year-old winter challenge, and it was absolutely incredible. It just came from the clouds, and it tends to do that. It, sometimes it gets there, sometimes it doesn't, but look, I I think the horse is in a good spot. I loved its trials before its first up run. And, you know, with, again, natural improvement and high Dubai out there leading, um, put the pace on for us and Wooshka over the top, hopefully. All right. I hope that answers uh, the question for, for that listener with Wave Rider Boy and, and Bubba's Bay. Uh, text coming through on the text line, and you can join the conversation at any time. 0419767272. We'd love to hear from you on Behind the Gates. Um, guys, can I get your thoughts on race nine, this import for Gay Waterhouse, Adrian Bott, special envoy, cheers, Craig. It looks a hard one to line up. Any money for him, Hurls? Race nine. 
seven fifty and solid, mate. Uh, went up ten dollars when the market first opened. Good to see Adam Hieronymus back in the saddle and riding a few winners as well. That's a pretty deep race as far as the market is concerned. Braden Stars currently the favourite at four dollars forty, but uh, yeah, Special Envoy has some supporters. It's uh, seven fifty and solid. A very interesting tactic mm. change has just come through. And it's very relevant uh, to uh, this event. Okay. Morris is my dad, number eight. Will be ridden forward with the intention of leading, uh, if possible. So Morris is my dad, who drew barrier one last time, and it showed no speed at all. It was right back in the second mm. half of the field and did basically nothing. Uh, drawn three today, Jenny Duggan. That's interesting because uh, Special Envoy here, the Waterhouse bot runner, I thought was very interesting. He's He's gone into this with, I think, three trials, really given a good hit out last time. Uh, uh, Hieronymus really rode him out and he looked very dour there. I've got him on top, Special Envoy. I just thought uh, because you, you feel pretty certain he's just going to jump to the, jump to the front here and try and dominate. Um, Trent Busserton, who we spoke of uh, with Mostly Cloudy, has brought that star up for the mile-and-a-half race, and he's bought Braden's star up for this 1,800-metre race. And I see he's kept the boys honest. He's booked Zach Lloyd for one and Dylan Gibbons for the other. I thought Braden Starr was a, a very interesting runner in the race, but I'm going with Special Envoy there. It'd be interesting with Morris and my dad if it, if it does lead up today. It hasn't fired in a little while, but in this company, he'd certainly be capable mm. if he could get the lead. I interviewed uh, Trent Buston in this morning with their three runners at Rose Hill, um, and he definitely suggested that Braden Starr was clearly the best of of all his chances, and I thought oh, okay. the other two were, were, were a good hope as well. Uh, and it was interesting with uh, Bjorn Baker this morning, we had him on Raising HQ, and I did pose that question to him about Morris's me dad, because going back through his form, I think he led one day in a Frank Packer plate, Darren, and got run down late. He ran second from memory, so I did pose that question, would you lead on him? Mm. And he said yes, so I might have planted that seed, but he was probably onto it already. It's been a oh, long time between drinks for it. It has. It has, Hurls. But they've got to try something, I guess, with him, don't they? Because sure. he hasn't won for quite some time. So they've got to try something different. Uh, Shane, your thoughts on Special Envoy uh, to uh, answer the question for that listener. And what did you like in that race? Race number, what was it? Race nine, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I, I hope there's about 10 litres in this race because I'm on Tim <laughs> Parnas and in a big way because... I think I think this is the day. This is the day for this horse. Um, it's it's had the three runs back and it's made ground at every single one of them. It was very unlucky. Uh, I think two starts back at Warwick Farm. It, it definitely should have run a place. Uh, it's this race has just got David Payne written all over it. Plunge, long price, uh, off the map. I think it'll win, um, but it does need a good pace, and there's going to be enough horses in there to do that. Um, so, yeah, all over Tim Parnas. Read the Waterhouse horse. Yeah, I kind of half t- took on Stonecoat the other day and got it wrong, but um, mm. it did try well, I must say. It, it was pushed out late in the, in the trial, as Darren said, and it found the line pretty well. So, look, it's a Frankel. It's trained by, you know, the best trainers in town just about. So I, I think it'll be hard to beat, um, but, look, I'll go Timpanist at the odds. All right, Timpanist, you're always good for a roughie. It's $26 on tab fixed odds. Guys, a couple of texts coming through uh, regarding race number five, the, uh, the the highway, and I think we've just about barred the highway from the behind-the-gates multi. Without mm. knowing what you guys have tipped for the behind-the-gates multi, I've 
I've given it a wide berth, uh, particularly because there's a short price favourite this week, which I don't think can get beat. Uh, but there are a few questions uh, about Mogo Magic. Uh, hi, guys. Will the big field be a problem for Mogo Magic? Another question. Gents, does Mojo Magic just lead and win? Cranky, cranky old bear. Uh, well, he's a dollar eighty. I don't think the big field's going to be a problem because he's got high speed and he's drawn gate number two. So you, you'd expect him just to jump straight to the front here. And with a, a pattern where it might be up and in, he does look awfully hard to beat. Hurls, have they backed anything at all to beat him? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Short and sweet. Yeah, one ninety into a dollar eighty. Very popular in multis as mm. well. I know um, Tony Brassett, because I hate small fields. They just, you know, anything can happen and, you know, you can just throw the map out the window. But uh, I know Tony Brassett always said to me, the bigger the field, the bigger the certainty. What do you think, Darren? Is He, he looks pretty smart, doesn't he? I, I, he does. I agree with that statement as well. I love that statement, bigger the field, bigger the certainty, because, you know, if there's a bigger field, a lot of those horses that can't win, they just take up percentage and you're getting... You know, you can sometimes get a um, get a better price than what you would have in a short field. But anyway, mm. what are your thoughts, Darren? I thought when he won the uh, the highway race back uh, earlier in the year when Clark was aboard, he just put him right up on the speed. He was evens and he won for fun. I thought, oh, this looks like a really nice horse. And this has been really well placed by Scott Collings to, to target him uh, towards uh, th- this highway. And, and once again... Kept him fresh. Now, Nick Haywood has done a lot of the early work uh, with Mogo Magic. will be on the saddle today. They've drawn well. The way he trucked along on that trial at Goulburn, yeah, he does look an absolute uh, standout here. It's the first leg of the big six, so that sort of got me thinking. I've, I've, I've planned on barring these big sixes uh, for a little while because they just keep getting me, but I thought, well, at least it's a big five today, I think, with Mogo Magic in the first leg. Shane, can you see him being beat? Uh, no, I, I can't actually, and it, I, I thought this was the highlight race of the day just because, you know, we're looking at a horse that's unbeaten that's probably going to be the one that goes on to do the most out of, out of the whole meeting. Um, look, everyone saw his, saw his wins, what he's been doing. Uh, just in that trial, he ran 45.5 seconds for 800. That is so They don't fast. run faster, do they? Oh, it's incredible, and, and you know, the last 100, he was just sitting up on him, so he could have gone a lot quicker than that. I love the horse, and I, I think what's made it sort of the slam dunk is barrier three. Had he have drawn out one, he probably still could have got over and crossed, but now he doesn't have to. So, you know, as, as long as he doesn't get taken on, I, I would, you know, in a mad way, but I wouldn't imagine any other horse in that race would want to, you know, ruin its own chances by trying to go toe to toe, making this a ridiculous pace. So, I think he'll win. Um, the other thing in in the race that I thought, or the other horse in the race that I thought had a chance was Remember Jack. Um, I've been yes. watching this horse win up around the Hunter, and I will say one thing for people who watch him on TV there today: he's he's out of a Lonro there, and he's an absolute dead ringer for Lonro. Wait till you see him; he's almost jet black he's got a beautiful accent and uh, look I think he's been winning really well but the problem is for him is barrier 20 um, but in saying that you'd think they'd go fast enough to string out a little bit so I can't see him being free wide uh, if he can somehow be 1-1 I wouldn't be surprised if he's the horse that runs second to Mogo right. but general consensus is Mogo Magic looks over the line from where he's drawn and he'll push on to the Kosciuszko and those tickets are on sale today as well take note $5 a ticket buy as many as you like via the Tab app or in your local agency. Um, got a couple of texts coming through. There's, is is Schmacko a regular listener, Hurls? Is he a mate of yours? Yes. Oh, he's, a, he's a Hall of Famer, mate. He's, yeah, uh, he's so. with us every week. Good on you, still Schmacko. Haven't, still haven't laid eyes on him, but, uh, gee, everything about him, I like the cut of his jib, the way he uh, likes his horses. He's a big radio fan as well. Me so, too. I can... think he loves the schooner. 
He's, there's, a, there's a seat at my fire any time. He's given me a good rap here, Schmacko. So thank you for listening in. Uh, another text from Hogger who wants to know about uh, Moonamek in the Glasshouse up on the Sunshine Coast. Well, we're just focusing on Rose Hill, Hogger. So hit us with something at Rose Hill. Another text coming through regarding race number two. Um, and this is an interesting one, Hurls, because I imagine there'd probably be some multis between Samana and Mogo Magic in race two and race five. But... Uh, this listener wants to know about Masqueray in particular. Can we give her another chance? Um, thought she was a, a real hope first up two weeks ago. Ran okay. Can I give her another chance? Uh, Darren, firstly to you. Um, in that race, there's a number of tactic changes. Masqueray, okay. 1A, and Sweet Mercy ought to be ridden further forward. Mm. Uh, but it's only a small field now of eight runners today for Masqueray as opposed to the 13 runners. When she was first up here, she drew the six and got well back. But just knowing that they want to use that gate and put her in a better position on her French-listed form, she's got to be a major player in this if she can get the right run. I, I did put Samana on top here. She seemed to be the, the logical one, but I'm not sure. Well, I know I wouldn't be uh, jumping in at short odds, but she just looked to be the most realistic winner there with what she's done in recent starts. So I thought Ringer Rosa could be worth another chance. It was a big win at Warwick Farm at the midweek or at the end of May. Then uh, didn't really get a fair shot at them from the wide gate last time. So Ringer Rosa might be able to just get that rails run. But yeah, I certainly wouldn't be uh, potting Masquerade here. I made her the fourth pick in the race. All right, Shane, can you give her a hope? Oh, absolutely. I, I thought she did enough first up um, at the Aussie debut there at Rose Hill, <clears throat> you know, closing off pretty well. I suppose what sort of took a bit of the so-called gloss off the run is everyone was tipping and she was a big plunge horse and, you know, walk away disappointed. But I think if you owned her, uh, you'd be pretty happy. So with improvement and stepping up in trip, I think she's a big chance. But <clears throat> I'm all over Ellen Mack, the one down the bottom there. For Danny Beasley, this horse is the third up this mare. She's got a great finish on her. So again, I'll say it again, she's going to need a good track uh, to be able to make up ground. She was fantastic at Warwick Farm up along the inside late. 1300. She was very good at, on the Kensington track. It's not always fair to the back markers, and she was one of the few ones in that race that made up any ground. So, look, this looks um, a bit of a target race for on a Saturday, and they've, they've got her in very well on 54 kilos and Danny Beasley. Right, I had Matt Smith on the show earlier on this morning at about 7am, uh, just after 7am, and posed the question between Ellen Mack and Darylina Bell, who was his best chance, and he definitely sided with Ellen Mack, uh, mainly from the draw, but from a market mm-hmm. point of view, it's better odds than Darylina Bell, so you're onto something there. Uh, Ellen Mack is a good selection there from, from Shane. Race 2, horse number 9, currently $16. Uh, a few more texts coming through. Here's a Tigers one for you, Darren. Uh, Tigers had Brooks, Appy, Joe Offer when they pumped the Cowboys. Moral of the day is the Cowboys will win. All right, let's move on from that. <laughs> Thanks, um, Scoop. Yeah. <laughs> the big, big grey Gracilla Styler into Mogo Magic. Get on that instead of the Tigers. Darren, cheers, Justin Incredible. Um, not very popular. I'm waiting the Tigers, for tonight, purely just purely in hope. But I, without without Arpy, I think we're just done and dusted. Um, mm. He was just such an integral part of our revival there five weeks ago. All right, this multi's about to open. We we better give our our, our multi selections, and then we'll um, we'll get to hurls with uh, what price it is. Uh, now I am going. I'll start what race is mine in race six, horse number five, Tintuki. I'm very worried about the pattern and the fact that she might be back and it might be difficult to, to make ground. But she's only got to run top four and she overcame it two weeks ago to finish third and was only beaten a length. So, uh, look, as long as she runs up to that, we'll be right. She'll finish top four and, 
and I think um, she's a good play. So race six, number five, Tintuki, is my play for today's Behind the Gates multi. Darren, yours? I am uh, going to be last cab off the rank, so hopefully all the pressure's on Ooh. me uh, coming to the last race of the day. I'm going with Lolly Yates, uh, the import in his second uh, Australian preparation. It was able to win at a second start at Kembla back in June a year ago, so that's uh, a while off. But I've been um, calling a lot of the trials over the last uh, four weeks or so, and I thought Lolly Yates made my black book from her trial here on the 20th. Uh, at Rose Hill. She was really warming up nicely there at the end. So I'll take the chance she might be forward enough to win this first up as it's not a strong race. You have been working hard at the trials. Gee, we're dragging race callers out of pubs the way we're going at the moment because <laughs> we're very thin on the ranks, aren't we? Oh, and uh, props to to Ben Hall. He's been getting around everywhere. He has worked like an absolute steam train this week. I, I don't know where he's found the time. As I said, we'll be dragging race callers mm. out of pubs. We are very light on at the moment. Newcastle, and then he was down at Maruya from memory. He's yes. got Kembla today as well, and he had Hawkesbury, oh, I think, earlier on in the week. He just yes. has not stopped. He's worked like a steam train. Uh, Shane, um, what's your behind-the-gates multi-horse? Yeah, well, may the force be with me because I am with just a Jedi today. I do think, Ooh. as I said before, this Ooh. is the day for him to peak. Uh, he's, what is he, uh, fifth up now at Rose Hill, 2,400. Brett Preble, barrier three, good track. Just yes. give him strength. All right, and uh, Hurls, what did you come up with? And then you can uh, tell us what that multi will uh, what price we'll get and, and where to find it. Yeah, I was pretty keen on uh, Logan Street line here. The market's not, however. It's four sixty dollars or $6. Let's just look at its first up stats. Uh, two wins, two minors, two starts at the track for a win and a minor. And I think he's better on top of the ground as well. Uh, eight starts on a good track for three wins and four minors. So I was pretty confident uh, that it'll definitely run top four. So what we have is race six, number five, Tintuki. Race seven, number nine, Just a Jedi. Race eight, number two, Logan Street Lion. And race 10, number nine, Yolly, uh, Lolly Yates, rather. $15 to run top four. Now, uh, Restricted to twenty dollars uh, maximum bet there, so um, get on because that will sell very very quickly. You go to sports and today's offers on the website, and if you're betting on the tab app, and it is the best in the business, it's under racing and racing offers. But be quick because it will go very quickly. Alrighty, so uh, twenty dollars max bet, fifteen dollars for each of those horses to run top four. And you can bet now. Okay, guys, uh, Darren, I know your first race is only 15 minutes away, so we might, in fact, it's only 13 minutes away now. They'll be in the yard. We'll let you keep moving. Thanks for your help throughout the morning. Chat soon. Righto. Thanks, Anthony. I'll just uh, let you know that yep. Brett Preble will be riding race five, number 18, Telegraph. Brett Preble on number 18. Uh, Brett will be a kilo over there too in race five. That was a, a double booking there in the fifth Regan Bayless, also on Debussy, number six. So Brett Preble on the 18 in race five, the highway. Good putting today, boys. Yeah, thanks, Darren. Good calling. And Shane, just before we let you go, um, we know you're multi-horse. Anything else you can tip the punters into? You found a couple there at, at, at good odds, including just a Jedi, but anything else? 
Uh, no, that would uh, that would, oh, look. Colour Sergeant, I think, in Colour the Sergeant, is, yep. is an interesting horse because um, I, I reckon he struck a, a sort of non-Saturday race. It looks pretty skinny to me, and even though he hasn't won under sixteen hundred, today's thirteen hundred. He's trialed up pretty well. Um, obviously, you, you know more about me talking to Matt Smith, but um, he's a pretty fair horse on his day, and he does mm-hmm. like Rose Hill, and uh, there's absolutely no depth. He's he's the benchmark raider in the race for a good reason. So yeah, I reckon if there's money for him at all, he, I think he might win today. All right, we'll keep a look on the. Money. It sets up well for him from an inside gate, and he's, he's got it some does. tactical sort of speed to put himself close enough as well. So, all right, Shane, thank you so much for that. Great to uh, great to have you on uh, behind the gates. We'll chat soon. Yeah, good luck, everyone. All right, Shane O'Cast there, and that's been behind the gates. Hurls, just before we let you go, any other uh, late support you can tip our audience into? Um, yeah, well, the market's pretty uh, pretty steady now for most of these runners, but Mojo Magic or Mogo Magic rather. It's the best backed on the card. Jockey's challenge today. It's very competitive. Dylan Gibbons at 290. Zach Lloyd at 330. They just need to uh, stay out of the stewards room, those two. Uh, we've got Jason Collard at $5. Karen McAvoy, 7 Chad Schofield, 650 26 for any other jockey option. Josh Parr and Amy McLucas at $61. Races 1 to 6 today. Rose Hill, Flemington and Sunshine Coast. Your horse runs second or third. You get a bonus bet. Back up to $50 applies to your first a fixed odds win bet using your tab account. You win some, you lose more for free and confidential support. 24 hours, seven days a week. Call the gambling helpline on 1-800-858-858. Thanks, Hell. Speak next week. See you, buddy.